There's going to be spoilers. Mm -hmm. Total spoilers. Mm -hmm. And I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to this mini-pod of Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I am Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Hello. And from Music Video Sins, Barrett Cher. Howdy. And we're going to talk about uh, the reboot of Ghostbusters that uh, came out this weekend. Made $46 million, not as much as the second week of Secret Life of Pets, but still a big uh, movie nonetheless. Um, so where do we want to start on this one? We just saw this movie together, literally drove from the theater over here to the studio to talk about it. And, uh, I kept, I kept trying to remember things I really liked about it so that when we did this recording, it wouldn't just be me bitching the entire <laughs> time. Um, and I do think Kate McKinnon is freaking hilarious yeah. in this movie. Uh, and I did have several laugh out loud moments. This movie is not terrible. It's not shit. But man, is it not very good? No, it's not good at all. Um, I, there, I, I had some hope. Zach Woods actually sort of steals this movie in at the beginning. Scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's 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 sort of uh, you know he sort of steals Silicon Valley on a regular on a regular basis. But uh, but. I felt like his lines, he obviously ad-libbed them, too. That's the thing about Zach Woods. Um, the face bidet. Yeah, the face bidet and the anti-Irish security fence. I could. I, I, that was the biggest laugh, and it happened in the first minute. Yeah, that was it. It was all downhill. Um, uh, and, uh, and then, yeah, and then it does the whole thing where it's like it makes it look like he's in danger and going to die and all that. And then he just shows up. Everything's cool. <laughs> he's just scared. Yeah, everything was cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, I think, yeah, as, as far as all these uh, Ghostbusters concerned, Kate McKinnon pretty much steals everything else after that. Yeah. Because she's always like on during this like even when she's not really she has a line she you can see her expressing and mm -hmm. you know and everything whereas everybody else is kind of you know well all right you know we're in this movie and everything kate mckinnon really really sort of uh, sells everything you know who was kind of oh okay we're in this movie all of the cameos from the previous oh stars. my yeah. god jesus like you, you i almost saw the phone in bill murray's hand in that performance <laughs> yeah <laughs> like and the Dan Aykroyd cameo is completely throwaway. It's worthless. It doesn't. It, the only reason any of these cameos are here is because they said, "Well, we got to put cameos in of the original cast." It's, mm. it, none of them in any way add to the movie at all, and it's really frustrating. Well, the whole thing is, if you're going in expecting to see a Ghostbusters movie, even like a Ghostbusters two movie, this is a completely different movie. Oh, this yeah. isn't even close to the the spirit of the original. Like they don't have nearly as much fun. It's not as interesting. The performances aren't as loose. Well, well the fun feels manufactured. There are at least yeah. two scenes. There's one where, like, they just got into their office and um, Kristen Wiig. So she look, looks over and Kate McKinnon is, like, doing this weird escalator thing behind yeah. the table and starts a fire. And it just felt like, oh, we got to put a madcap scene in here. And then yeah. there's another scene where they're all dancing. Yeah. And she tries to dance with the... Uh, Chris Hemsworth or whatever, and it's just that all of it felt sort of tacked on, and, and also like five percent too long. 
Yeah. Everything went just a little bit like, oh, okay, all right, we got it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I feel like the actors in the original were were actually having fun. Yeah. Like, and that bled into what we see on screen. Mm-hmm. That's or, what we're talking about, though, right? The, the You were talking about stuff going on too long, and you're saying stuff that just seemed like they just threw it in there. There's so many cutaways to people in this movie. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, that'd be funny. We just kind of insert them in, you know, like, like, oh, there's, let's put Chris Hemsworth. Let's have him say something. Yeah. And it's usually, and here's, here's another thing. Here's the bottom line on some of these things. These jokes just don't land a lot of times. Mm. They're, they're, they're trying, I mean, I can understand they're trying to, you know, ooh, this is weird. And ooh, this is, uh, you know, ooh, that looks like my kitchen. You know, that type, you know, those type of jokes. Yeah. Mm. Where it's just kind of... Or even when Slimer steals the car and she goes, my uncle's going to be pissed. Yeah. Like, That's not funny. Oh, my God. There's there's probably about four or five cutaways directly to Leslie Jones's face yeah. where she can deliver a line. Yeah. Right. To make it funnier? Supposedly. Yeah. And it, it really does fall flat on almost every level. When I when you when you see the Zach Wood stuff at the beginning, I, I was sitting there going, like, after the movie, I was like, I wish Tina Fey had written this movie. Mm-hmm. Because I think Tina Fey could have like found some some of that that type of stuff that you, we see in that Zach Wood stuff. That's very Tina Fey kind of humor at the beginning, uh, and it would have been perfect for them too. Because you know, if you were going to make an all female cast and everything, we should also have female writer and probably a female director as well. But uh, but Tina Fey, I think would have would have added some punch to this. Well, and- in this movie. I really, I really don't want to get into the all women cast thing because it's just cast such a light over this film that I don't think is fair. Because there is definitely backlash. There's definitely people on the internet that are going to hate it just because it's all women. Because we're still a sexist, racist society. But for people like us that I feel like try and take a movie for its merit, it's hard to talk about how bad this movie is without sounding like we're bashing the all women cast of it. But even this movie doesn't seem to understand it has an all-woman cast because there's that line chris hemsworth says right before the finale when they show up he's like women always late i know and, and then he's like, like you shoot like a girl is that yeah yeah yeah. how did that get into this script if this <laughs> is all about empowering women and whatnot yeah it really frustrated me yeah i mean i think that most people will be able to listen to this podcast without uh, us without thinking that we're anti-women or everything. I think it's really the screenplay. Now, the screenplay is written by a woman and Paul Feig, um, but I don't think they give them much to do. You've got you've got four heavy hitters here yeah. that could can make you laugh at any time and not given much to do. I mean, the only person, like I said, Kate McKinnon seems to run with it and try to do something with whatever you know little that they've been given she's the only one really having fun yeah it seems like and you really gotta love the bridesmaids type of dialogue and you really gotta love Kristen wig's delivery to like this movie yeah and i do like her a lot in fact i like all four of the leads in this movie a lot in other stuff but she's definitely doing her most Kristen wig-esque kind of awkward almost Mm -hmm. that Penelope character from SNL who always yeah. has to one up everybody, but yeah, also yeah, kind yeah. of talks quietly. I did, I did yeah. that too. That was great. Um, so, I mean, now I don't want to get all cinema sinsy here, but there's a part in this movie where they go to <laughs> they go to a, a rock concert because there's a ghost there, and this is Ozzy Osbourne concert, and he doesn't appear in any of the footage except at the very end. <laughs> Another <he's>, cutaway. <laughs> he's standing off stage because he probably shot it, you know, th- six months uh-huh. after they shot this, and says, "Oh, Sharon," which is 
humorous now that they're going under divorce. Uh, and this was obviously shot before the yeah. before that. But anyway, um, so they they grab the ghost, they get it in the canister, they come back to the headquarters, right? And Kate McKinnon starts showing off improved weapons. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> when did you improve the weapons? Yeah. You literally just got back. And then Kristen Wiig goes on to say in that scene to Bill Murray, just today at 4 p.m., we caught this ghost in this canister. And then it happens again. Like, mm. there's a whole other scene where she shows off a bunch of new weapons, and that's after they leave the mayor's yeah, office. And as, it's, <laughs> I think it's the same goddamn day. <laughs> no, they walk directly back to that alley. Yeah. And, and so twice in one day, she's managed to do all this Q upgrades to the weapons, and it's obvious they just wanted to have some scenes in there showing off new weapons and gadgets and whatnot. Yeah. Which I, is kind of the some of the most fun in the movie. I, I thought they were cool. Yeah. yeah. We could have could have used more of that. Yeah. We could have used... We could have used more of that in, in smaller scenes rather than let's try to sort of uh, do another Marshmallow Man scene, which is what that Ghostbusters, uh, that thing that form that that guy takes really is. Yeah. When we come or to Mr. That. Oogie Boogie. Yeah. And Mr. Oogie has an Oogie Boogie look. Like um, maybe uh, some trademark issues there. <laughs> um, I would have liked to have seen some smaller scenes in this where they're where they're learning ha- they're learning their craft. See, remember the first Ghostbusters is is basically about them starting a business, right? And it's about them learning stuff and about them, you know, go, you know, don't cross the streams and you know they're 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 really go, you know, sort of learning on the job. This one they seem to just kind of know what to do, well, kind of. And their guns in the beginning tie up the ghosts and they pull them towards the canister by the finale those same guns are just slicing ghosts yes. to, to particles oh it drove me crazy and i didn't understand if I, I did go out at one point to check my phone and use the bathroom and i didn't know if you guys saw something i didn't that explained that yeah there's an alley there's another alley scene where they say this is this uh, this i don't know they say something about it uh being stronger it's only for ghosts and it blows up like half the block or whatever. Yeah, that's the grenade. That's the grenade. Yeah, the the guns themselves should, yeah, should lasso it. And there's a couple times where they grab them and throw them, but generally it's just like shooting them just like a regular laser. There's no traps to be found anywhere. Yeah, yeah. right. So I, I guess, I guess somewhere in there they say, you know, let's we can't just trap all these ghosts because there's a billion of them at the end, which mm-hmm. is disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it really the the guy I don't remember who's playing the main baddie in this. He's you know he's playing that weird dude that's trying to open up the portal and everything, but he's very Peter McNichol from Ghostbusters yeah. too. That's basically what they're sort of doing again. Well, and he this. doesn't have he as a villain, he's paper thin. Like yeah. he wants. To open the portal, and he's creepy, and the waitresses don't want to wait on him at the diner. And other than that, we don't really learn anything about that guy. Really, no. there's that, that. I think that ultimately is where the failure of this movie is. There's, there's no characterization in any of these in any of these characters that we're supposed to be seeing. You know, there, you know, Kate McKinnon, like I said, tries her best. Everybody else is kind of like, well, Kristen Wiig's frumpy. And Melissa McCarthy's, I mean, is she frumpy too? No, there's no differentiation between, there's a Ray Stans character, and then there's a Peter Venkman character, Mm -hmm. and they're wildly different. And then, of course, there's, of course, there's Spangler too, Mm -hmm. who is completely different. That's more Kate McKinnon at this point. But there's no differentiation between Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig in this movie. No, the only differentiation is, is that, you know, one was a respected scientist who didn't want to be attached to the paranormal studies and the other one had embraced it already but yeah in terms for of, a second and yeah, then that's yeah, done yeah and and, if, and basically in terms of comedic value or you know the characterization is is very bland there for mm-hmm. them um 
Yeah, and it's it's just disappointing because I feel like it does show moments of promise. Like they go to that museum from the opening scene, and she gets slimed, and they're outside, and like we just saw a ghost. Ghosts are real, and it cuts to her screaming that uh, on a YouTube video that's got like a million and a half hits. And at this point, she's still not embracing the paranormal, and I laughed out loud a lot of that. Yeah, that was funny, but and but that was another one of those like cinema sense moments, right? Where like we don't get to see that full video that they shot. Right. We only see that out of context thing that we you know that we saw and i was wondering it did they capture it on video was there ever a moment except i mean they do capture it later in the subway but they don't seem to show that other part of the video yeah they're shooting it the whole time yeah so they should there should be at least something in that video that tells columbia university oh this is more than special effects going on here yeah by the way (laughs) special effects are so scooby-doo and and i'm just sitting there like we're stuck in 2002 here aren't yeah, we yeah it just they're too cartoony like the go like the first ghostbusters i felt like there was a you know they, they they do weird things in the 80s it's not the best special effects but at least it looks like smoke or like mm. something ethereal or whatever this looks like Hey, let's make it funny. Let's make it fun. Let's make it colorful. Let's, you know, for the kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not that the effects were bad. No. It's that they didn't seem to fit the tone. Or maybe what we sh- what we should be saying is that the effects were the right tone. The movie lacked a little bit of that fun, and it's the script and the performances that didn't come up to the level of the effects. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good point. Because, you know, I can deal with cartoony Scooby-Doo effects in a Ghostbusters movie if it's got the right tone and it doesn't feel like Bridesmaids. Do you guys think that, because there were at least two scenes where they were looking at YouTube comments and they were, you know, talking about how mean and nasty they were and like, don't reply to that and all that bullshit. Do you think that was a direct reference to the whole making of this movie? Definitely. There was the, the very first comment, if you remember, that Melissa McCarthy reads out is, bitches ain't gonna be hunting no ghosts <laughs> yeah. and 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 that's i mean that's probably I, have, I haven't read the comments on the ghostbusters trailer but i'm assuming that's what basically they all are yeah, yeah. you know there there was a moment on here during bill murray's cameo where i wondered there was a completely different direction this movie could take and i was thinking like what wouldn't it be fun if he actually turned out to be peter venkman and he's been in disguise this whole time, and he's been denouncing ghosts and yep. everything. And that would really launch this movie and make it fun as hell. Yeah. And it didn't happen. No, he's just some other guy. He's just some other guy with yeah. a wasted cameo. Yeah. Well, and I guess, I mean, even if they had the idea to do that, like, you know, they completely ignore that first one. Like, you know, I'm sitting there, when they're when they're first doing all this, I'm like sitting there going, okay, they're going to say, well, isn't this what the Ghostbusters did? Like, the, here's what, how did they, how did they hunt ghosts and all that? And I, and obviously, as the movie goes along, you're like, oh, they, they never existed in this movie yeah, at all. Yeah, it's just a straight reboot. Yeah. So, why did that trailer then say, there was one trailer that came was. out that referenced 30, like 30 years, years ago? ago. Yeah. 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 So, it, nobody, I guess even the filmmakers didn't know if they, they were going to reboot it or if they were just going to like continue the storyline. Well, and I love that idea, by the way. I, I think that would have made the movie infinitely better. It could have been some, they could have had something where the guys come in and say, well, this is how we did it. And then they're like, and then Kate McKinnon or somebody goes, no, not this, not in 2016, yeah. baby. We're doing it this way. I don't really know what else to say. I've, I liked parts of it. I laughed at parts of it. I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. It'd probably make enough money for them to make another one. And I hope it's better. Yeah. Right? I mean, 
I like all the talent involved in this. I even like Paul Feig. I just, it feels like somebody at the studio said, just amass all this talent together on this project and it will be good. And then nobody ever hired anybody to make sure it was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking when we were talking about this movie in our summer preview, which you should totally go listen to listeners if you haven't listened to it yet. (laughs) uh, We actually talked about like, there's too much talent here for this to be a total wash. And I guess it's not a total wash, but it's kind of close to it. So I, I guess you can't do it just on talent alone. I no. I think my ultimate um, sort of assessment of this movie is, would I watch this movie if it wasn't for the other Ghostbusters? Probably not. Probably mm-hmm. wouldn't watch it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's the only reason I watched it this time. And, and like, I was trying to think if there were no other Ghostbusters before this and this came out, would I think it's a good start to a franchise that's trying to get off the ground? No, it's not. Yeah. So yeah. ultimately, I think it's a failure in, on all the fronts. Well, that's because this movie wasn't made to be a good movie. This movie was made because Ghostbusters existed, and we want to reboot that and use that name to draw people into the theater and make money. Mm-hmm. That was the starting point. We own this property. Let's make another. And then you know, maybe that's the starting point all the time. Maybe I'm, I need to be more jaded. Maybe every single movie starts out with this needs to make money. But I, I have a hard time feeling like, Ex Machina or Locke or movies like that had that conversation as the genesis of the film. The the genesis of the film was an idea, a yeah. really cool idea. Yeah. And in this case, the idea was rehash something that was already done. Of course, you're getting into the area of indie versus studio at that point where a little bit, yeah. Where indie is is they're trying to make um that they are trying to make a dollar, but they can try to make their movie for less and try to make, they don't think about making gobs and gobs and gobs of money. They try to make a little bit of a profit and stuff like story and stuff like that actually matters in that, in that case, uh, in a studio thing, it's really how much can we get hundreds of millions of dollars for this? Can we sell action figures? Can we sell stuff to Taco Bell and all this other type of stuff? Uh, so those are things that they don't really worry about when you're talking about an ex machina or a lock. So. By the way, I would not have minded the Papa John's product placement in this movie <laughs> had they not run those goddamn Papa John's Ghostbuster hybrid commercials for the last five oh, weeks. Yeah. yeah. Because it was fairly well done in terms of product. Pl- if you're going to accept some level of product placement, it's literally just sitting on the table as yeah. they're finishing eating their pizza. Yeah. It didn't get, get any glamour shots other than, I mean, it was bottom center of the frame, but uh, but all I was expecting Flo to show up at some point. I was, that. I was <laughs> expecting the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to show up. Yeah. And that's pretty much how, how m- that prominent that pizza was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just there right in front of you Papa John's you just like but I could have I would have glossed over that glad I would have sent it when we made the video but I would have glossed over it as a viewer had I not already had the back of my mind that mental image of Papa John himself having been slimed and I'm just like well this is corporate synergy going right back into what we were talking about the last main podcast about how they pick a date and then they start lining up all this shit and then the date becomes more important than the quality of the film because Papa John's has paid us Thirty million, and we've already, they've already shot their commercial. You know what I'm saying? Just from, yeah. Well, there's so much fan service in this movie that it gets in the way of the movie. It sure does. I mean, how many times they literally do the Ghostbusters? What do you want? Twice mm-hmm. in the Annie Potts cameo, and then in the in the greeting for the message and everything. Is that totally yeah. necessary? And you and, know the cameos are fine, and poor 
fucking uh, Harold Ramis gets stuck as a bust, a bust. at Columbia <laughs> University, by the way. Did he go to Columbia University? That, well, and no Rick Moranis at all. No. He's still alive, right? Well, they can, you can't get Rick Moranis these days because he's dance he's, cards he's a, full. He's a family guy, man. Uh, uh, he stopped acting. I don't think he's done it for like yeah, he's, twenty years. He's, he's been a family man since he sort of basically retired. So you weren't you weren't going to see Rick Moranis. Well, and even the Dan Aykroyd cameo has to squeeze that line in, and I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. Winston's was probably the the best one. That oh they yeah, did. it well, was the funniest just because it made sense. Yeah, it actually made sense. Yeah. Well, okay, so that movie wasn't good. <laughs> I think we're zero for five. <laughs> on, but on, we'll be watching Bourne soon. Yeah. We can hope that's good, right? <laughs> I thought other three were great. I Yeah, I love the other three too, but I am very wary of this one. Oh, I'm not. I'm all in, baby. I'm wary. I'm all in. I'm super wary of it. I would have sex with Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I would okay. have his babies. I would... I would I'm going to stop talking now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see. I, every time they show that, the, the part in the, the trailer where he's like some sort of bare knuckled uh, warrior or whatever and punches the guy in one punch and then it shows Jason Bourne. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I hope it's not like that. <laughs> oh, no. It makes me excited every time uh, I see that. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, I hope it's good too. But uh, yeah. I'm in that movie's pocket. I am. Like, even if I, even if it's not good, I'm gonna end up talking more about the good than the bad. Like I just I adore those movies. Oh, that's not fair. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair at all. If this movie is a piece of shit, you better say it's a piece of shit. I will. You know me. You know me. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh well, uh, Matt Damon's good. I like no, Matt Damon. <laughs> no, I'm, I will say it's a piece of shit if it's a piece of shit. Okay. I'm just saying subconsciously, I'm going to probably have more positives to talk about. Than I did in this case with Ghostbusters. Look, no, I'm 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 as excited about a new Born as you are. I've seen. I, I love all the the three other, and I even like Born Legacy too. Yeah, like, I kind of like. I it think too. it's unfairly dumped on, Agreed. but um, but this this trailer <laughs> that I've seen gives me a little bit of uh, awareness. Oh my I'll god, say. it's Jason Bourne. Yeah, exactly. So so, but but that'll be our next one, correct? Yeah, yeah. I think so. We we'll be doing uh, Jason Bourne next, and then. Uh, that hopefully that's uh, better than the other movies we've tried yeah. to review. I'd like to see a smile on our face. Yeah, put it a would be nice smile. To, it would be nice to face. rave about something for for. A yeah. I know yeah. the last thing we raved about was the Revenant. <laughs> that was a while ago. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, that was sort of a yeah mini review in the middle of another uh-huh. podcast, and it was well after the movie came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was the last time we did anything, said anything good about anything. But yeah, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Where do we come across what you, you, a B minus C plus. I'm in the C's. Yeah, in the C's. it's a C plus. Yeah, uh, just for the fact that there's there's uh, some really good laughs at the beginning, and there's some mild laughs scattered in between, and then it's not terrible. So mm. yeah, C plus is. It's probably going to entertain people who aren't Ghostbusters fans more than those who are, because mm-hmm. they'll be going in with a, a fresher optimism. Totally. I saw a lot of women and older people in the audience mm-hmm. um so it, it, it's not appealing to our demographic i don't think i don't think it's trying to maybe yeah it, and it, it should uh sort of run the trajectory of what bridesmaids did and all that yeah. you know it's it it's their biggest uh, opening weekend hit paul feig Kristen wig and melissa mccarthy have never had anything that have opened 46 million 
uh, as much as that before. But they also had Ghostbusters. They yeah. also had the name of mm-hmm. Ghostbusters yeah. and barely crossed that. So it'll be interesting to see if it continues to have legs or not. I'm going to I'm going to say no, it's not. Anyway, um, and then I'll be wrong. And the next, next week, it'll be like 28 million. It's holding steady. Um, anyway, uh, that'll be the mini pod for uh, mini pod. this uh, this uh, episode. We'll be doing Jason Bourne next. But uh, anyway, we'll uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. How fucking ridiculous is that Inferno trailer? Like, now, granted, I have not seen. Is this a continuation of the Dan Brown stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That moment in that trailer where he's like, "We have to get to Florence." And I, I almost <laughs> oh, I know. laughing. Well, and and when he says Inferno wasn't uh, wasn't a story at all, it was a puzzle. <laughs> well, what kills me is that the the placard comes up the greatest mind in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's not the greatest mind in the world. He's the greatest symbolic, symbolist yeah, in the yeah, world yeah. or uh, symbologist in the world, which right. doesn't even fucking exist. Right. But now he's the best mind in the fucking world. We and got like, to get to Florence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need a vacation. It was like <laughs> James Bourne urgency in a National Treasure movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really threw me off. Well, and, and the same thing, I almost to be could be said for the movie nerve like oh my god like um the the thing about that is that i am totally down with that movie for a while in the preview yeah i'm like cool they're playing the game it's like all sorts of stuff and then they're like oh they stole your information you're trapped in the game and it's like i don't like that yeah why do we have to have an why do we have to have an evil force just play the game (laughs) life and death man it's gotta be life and death sticks yeah Eagle Eye 2. Although, Eagle Eye 2. Emma, Emma Roberts, am I right? Emma Roberts? Am I right? <laughs> am I right? Am I right? She's Julie Roberts' niece, right? Yep. Yeah. Eric Roberts' daughter. Yeah, That's- Eric Roberts' daughter. I could see a lot of Eric Roberts in her. Eric Roberts is a fascinating dude to me because he'll be in something like The Dark Knight and then or The Dark Knight Rises, and then he'll be in something like um, a Hallmark movie where he yeah. like kidnaps people and- rapes them or he something. He does like 10 movies a year. Or like Tremors 9. Yeah, he's just an interesting guy because he he does obviously have respect of some in Hollywood to get in to like those Batman movies mm-hmm. and what and he's great in that is it The Dark Knight where the girl says something to him in a club and he's like what makes you think I want to hear you talk? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like too loud. We can't I can't hear you talk. I think if you look at his IMDb, he's got like 300 credits. It wouldn't surprise you. It's something does. like that. It's more than Samuel Jackson who's in everything. Like, seriously, Eric Roberts like yeah, you're right. He'll do anything. But he's I don't know how he finds the time to do 10 movies. I think there was one year he did 10 movies. Yeah. Now, all of them, I mean, not, they're not all like starring roles or anything, but he must be going from one place to another constantly. Yeah. Oh, and Samuel L. Jackson brought back his unbreakable hair for the. He did. For the Mrs. Peregrine's. The Monster Calls. Yeah. So Monster Calls. Monster the calls. new Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Well, just I don't really want to say anything about that. Was well, it Mrs. Peregrine's? It was the Tim Burton movie. Wasn't no, it? you're right. You're right.
Miss Peregrine's home for. Oh yeah, so so we've officially already confused two movies. <laughs> yes, that, that were in that fifteen block of trailers that we saw. That was an assault. That was an assault on the senses. Well, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Like Hank- remember, it used to be you got two Tom Hankses though. Two Tom Hankses. Well, really, we got every movie ever created was on that trailer pack. The but but it used to be you had to have five trailers on a movie. Then they snuck a sixth one in there, and then like when it became digital, it was like okay, we're gonna go to seven. And then suddenly eight. And then they started doing those like, oh, we're going to do the Regal Roller Coaster. But this time we're going to do yeah. Star Trek Beyond at the end of it. Well, and the Crown Club advertisement had Ice Age. Right. And before that, the charity drive thing was a Suicide Squad yeah. trailer, basically. Yeah. And then they do this now where I don't. Does this make me want to see the movie more when I see a star come up on the screen and say, hey, everybody, watch my movie. Yeah. No, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't really. I mean, I, I and I like Margot Robbie and everything, but damn. <laughs> I like at the beginning of the X-Men Apocalypse movie, or it was before I saw Civil War, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was the X-Men Apocalypse uh, trailer. And the girl who played Storm, who's like maybe the sixth, seventh build actor on there comes up mm-hmm. and she's like, thanks for coming to see my movie. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should yeah. totally come to see my movie. Right, right. And Jennifer Lawrence is yeah. like, whose movie? Yeah, you came, you, came to see, you came to see me, right? <laughs> but just for the record, guys, Eric Roberts has 439 actor credits on IMDb. Wow, TV. wow. He should get an award just for working so hard. He should. He he's should. the music video actor too, right? He's in, he's in a ton of music I'm videos. I'm sure he's in, he's in student projects. By now, right? <laughs> yeah. He's in music That's videos. True. Yeah, he's in music. He was definitely in music I videos. Think he, I think he's called, like, he's known as, like, the music video actor. Like, it, not just the Killer's Mr. Brightside one, but he's in, like, a, a million. Oh, yeah. I am just fucking losing all my words today. <laughs> yeah. They caused an explosion. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. I have seen shit that'll turn you white. This place is great. When can we move in? You've got to try this pool. Do you have any hobbies? I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. <laughs>